Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it, and it helps people to find the show. Folks, back here again another week, back in the saddle of the podcast, and right here at the beginning, I've been meaning to do this for a few weeks, I finally wrote it down so that I would remember it. A special shout out to everyone who's been listening to the show on Stitcher, I'm so sorry that they took that away as a listening platform, so I hope that you follow the show on some other platform, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, most places that you get your podcast. So just a special shout out because I do know I had some very dedicated Stitcher listeners. I had a pretty good weekend. My wife and I went to a festival on Saturday and walked around and got our exercise and saw some great sights and bought some stuff and got some great food. So that was really nice. And Sunday, did some all day shopping on Sunday. I was wore out by the end of the day, but always a good time to spend with my wife and just have a weekend doing some things that we want to do. Today we look at Halloween Havoc 92 from WCW. Halloween Havoc 92 was shown on pay-per-view on October the 25th, 1992 from the Philadelphia Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There were 7,000 in attendance. We start out with our intro and this is a pretty advanced computer graphics and animation for the time. Tony Schiavone and Bruno San Martino welcome us to the show and San Martino says he is excited to be here. They run down the matches that could happen for spinning the wheel. They then run down some of the other matches that are going to happen on the show. They talk about two referees being assigned to the NWA world title match and wonder who Rick Rude's referee is going to be. They then throw it to Missy Hyde in the back. She says she hasn't found anything out yet, but hopes to get into Rick Rude's dressing room soon. She then throws it to ringside to Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura. Jim and Jesse talk about some of what's going to be on the pay-per-view but I can't get over the fact that this is the second show in a row that I've done that took place in Philly, and I see the same people in the audience like Superfan Vlad and Hat Guy. This despite the shows being two years apart from each other. They talk about the matches on the wheel, they then throw it to Gary Michael Capetta. We start out with a six-man tag team match, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Michael Hayes versus the Z-Man, Johnny Gunn, and Shane Douglas. Oh look, two appearances in a row for Shane Douglas as well. Those people in Philly really know how to get around. Anderson and Gunn start the match. They lock up and drive to a corner. Break clean, but then Anderson slaps Gunn. He then hits Gunn with a big knee and a forearm and gets a cheer from the crowd. Anderson with a corner whip. Gunn with a leapfrog to avoid the charge and hits Anderson with a drop kick. Everything after the corner whip was sloppy looking, but Anderson sells like nobody else in the business, so he makes Gunn look like a million bucks. Anderson with a knee to the midsection of Gunn and Anderson goes up top. But Zink comes in and hits a drop kick to Anderson, and Anderson spills out to the floor. Douglas and Gunn hit the other two on the apron with drop kicks, and the heels all spill out to the floor. Anderson gets back in the ring. They lock up, and Gunn with a wrist lock to Anderson. He then tags Zink in, and Zink comes off the second rope with an elbow to Anderson. Zink picks up the wrist lock, 
but Anderson catches Zink with a drop toe hold and tags Eaton in. Eaton runs Zink into a turnbuckle. He then gets Zink into the corner and hits Zink with a big right hand to the cheer of the crowd. Zink reverses a corner whip and goes for a hip toss, but Eaton blocks it and hits Zink with a right hand to the midsection. Zink with an Irish whip and then has drop downs and leapfrogs to avoid Eaton. He then hits a backdrop to Eaton and Jesse says Eaton has tremendous fan support in Philadelphia. They love them some Bobby Eaton and the Midnight Express in Philly. Zink follows that up with a drop kick and Eaton falls back into his own corner. Hayes comes in and he gets a big ovation and this crowd is feeling itself tonight. Hayes struts to the delight of the crowd. He attacks Zink and gets him in a side headlock. Zink goes to push off and Hayes holds on to the ropes. The referee tries to break the hold, but Zink gets an Irish whip and hip tosses Hayes. Hayes gets up and complains that Zink pulled his wrestling tights and the crowd cheers again. The referee asks Zink, who says no, of course not, but he asks the crowd and they say yes. Zink with a wrist lock and Douglas tagged in. He is less than a year away from coming back to Philadelphia to be a part of ECW. Douglas with a forearm to Hayes from the second rope and picks the wrist lock up. Hayes comes back with a side headlock and Douglas pushes off. He then hits Hayes with an arm drag into an arm bar and Hayes gets to his knees and complains to the referee that Douglas pulled Hayes' hair. Hayes with a knee to the stomach and Eaton tagged in. Douglas catches him with an arm drag. Douglas then gets the arm bar on Eaton. Eaton drives Douglas to force the break and Douglas does and Eaton hits him with a big right hand in the corner. Douglas reverses a corner whip and gets a backdrop. Douglas then hits a head scissors on Eaton. Douglas then hits what Jesse refers to as an arm drag but with a leg. Zink tagged back in and they do the wishbone on Eaton. Zink then gets a leg lock on and the referee asks Eaton if he wants to give up. Jesse calls Douglas a right-wing Republican. He would mention this several times while Douglas was in WCW. Jim says he bets Jesse is right. Anderson tagged in and gets Zink in a side headlock. Zink pushes off and Anderson comes back with a shoulder block. Zink responds with a sleeper on Anderson. Anderson with a belly-to-back suplex to get out of the sleeper, and the crowd cheers wildly. Hayes tagged in. He drops an elbow on Zink. Hayes then gets the reverse chin lock on Zink. Zink gets back to his feet. As Jesse talks about handsome guys getting into wrestling and then after a few years they aren't handsome anymore and gives Bruno as an example. Zink puts in the elbows to get free. Hayes misses a clothesline but catches Zink with a boot to the stomach. Hayes with a nasty looking swinging neck breaker to Zink. He gets a two count and tags Eaton in. He picks Zink up and Zink tries to fight Eaton off with punches to the stomach. Zink goes over to the corner and hits Hayes and Anderson and then goes and Atomic drops Eaton, but Eaton tags Anderson in as he was going up for the Atomic drop. Zink, not aware of the tag and reverses a corner whip, he comes back and runs into an elbow from Anderson. Anderson gets a close two count. Anderson runs Zink into Hayes' knee and tags Hayes in. Hayes with a shot to Zink and a rear chin lock. Zink blocks a suplex attempt and hits the suplex of his own. Anderson tagged in. Douglas also tagged in. He cleans house on the heels. He gets Anderson in a front face lock and Hayes distracts the referee while Eaton clips Douglas's leg to a roar from the crowd. Anderson goes after the injured leg and brings Douglas over to the ropes and comes down with all of his weight on Douglas's knee. Jim and Jesse talk about the clip and how that would be a 15-yard penalty in football. Anderson holds the leg and Eaton comes off the top rope with a knee drop to Douglas's leg to another roar from the crowd. They give Anderson a standing ovation as Eaton puts Douglas in a figure four. Hayes grabs Eaton's arms for extra leverage. As the faces come in and the heels double-team Douglas as the faces were being put out of the ring by referee Mike Atkins. The fans continue to cheer all of this. Douglas counters the figure four, so Eaton reaches up and tags Anderson in. Douglas hits an atomic drop on Anderson, who hits the turnbuckle and flies back, and he and Douglas collide in the ring and both men are down. A double count going. Hayes and Gunn both tagged in. 
Gunn getting the better of Hayes and now all six men in the ring. In the middle of all the chaos, Gunn hits the Thez press on Hayes to get the pin. A mixed reaction from the crowd. Missy Hyatt is still outside Rick Rude's locker room. She says she still can't get in. Harley Race approaches and she asks him what he is doing here. He says he's here to watch a world title match and tells Missy that she can't come in. Tony and Bruno talk about what they just saw and Bruno says something is up. Brian Pillman versus Ricky Steamboat. As the newly turned Pillman makes his way to the ring, JR mentions his football career, so take a shot if you're drinking at home. Steamboat comes out and JR runs down his credentials and says Steamboat is a four-time world tag team champion, but forget Steamboat's reign with Dustin Rhodes from just a little under a year earlier, so he's really a five-time champion. The bell rings and they circle and approach each other slowly. They lock up and drive to a corner, and Jesse says he likes the new cockiness of Pillman. Pillman breaks, but then backs Steamboat into a corner and chops Steamboat. Steamboat comes back and hits a chop of his own. He gets a side headlock on Pillman. Pillman pushes off, and Steamboat comes back with a shoulder block and immediately falls on Pillman. He gets a one count. Another shoulder block and cover. He gets a two count this time. Pillman goes and throws Steamboat out, but Steamboat grabs the rope and skins the cat, so take another shot if you're drinking at home. Steamboat with a roll-up for another two-count. Pillman kicks out of the corner, and that runs Steamboat face-first into a turnbuckle, and Pillman takes advantage and hits Steamboat with a scoop slam. Steamboat plays possum and gets Pillman down and gets an armbar on Pillman. They get back to their feet, and Pillman pushes off. Again, Steamboat comes back with a shoulder block. Steamboat then counters a hip-lock attempt with one of his own. He then hits a big arm drag on Pillman and goes back to the armbar. He transitions to a wrist lock and brings Pillman up, and slams him back down to the mat. Pillman with a drop toe hold and floats over into a side headlock. Steamboat reverses it into a hammer lock. Pillman back to his feet and hits Steamboat with several shots. Steamboat fires back with a chop. Steamboat falls out up with an Irish whip and a backdrop. Pillman comes back with a shoulder to Steamboat's midsection. Pillman follows that up with a rake to the eyes. He then slams Steamboat's head down to the mat. Pillman puts Steamboat's head on the top rope and then jerks the rope back to guillotine Steamboat back as the crowd starts and Brian sucks chant. I think I've been overusing the word fickle lately, so I've been trying to avoid it, but this is truly a fickle crowd. Pillman with shots to Steamboat, feeling that he has the advantage. Pillman with an Irish whip, Steamboat leapfrogs Pillman to avoid a shot. Jim and Jesse talk about the crowd chanting and Jim says he can't quite tell what the crowd is saying and Jesse says he can tell, but he can't say it and I'll admit I laughed. Steamboat picks Pillman up by the throat and slams him down to the mat. Pillman back to his feet, only for Steamboat to slam him back down again. Steamboat goes back to chopping Pillman. He then runs Pillman into a turnbuckle. Steamboat goes to Irish whip Pillman, who falls to the mat. He tries it again, and again Pillman falls to the mat. Pillman begs off and then hits Steamboat with the forearm to knock Steamboat down. Pillman follows it up with a kick to the head and then rubs Steamboat's face into the mat. He then hits Steamboat in the face with a series of punches. He stomps on the throat area of Steamboat as the fans start a Cincinnati sucks chant towards Pillman. Steamboat runs Pillman into a turnbuckle and then Irish whips Pillman. Steamboat looks to be going for a backbreaker, but Pillman counters with a head scissors and a nice looking move. He gets a two count from it. Pillman with an Irish whip. Steamboat comes back and hooks the arms in a backslide to get a two count. Pillman comes back and slams Steamboat down to the mat. He then chops Steamboat down on the mat, but breaks on the four count. Pillman puts Steamboat up on the top rope and slaps Steamboat. Pillman goes for the superplex, but Steamboat blocks the move. Steamboat slams Pillman down to the mat instead and jumps from the second rope to splash Pillman, but Pillman catches him with a drop kick as he is coming down. Pillman goes for some covers, but Steamboat gets his shoulder up. Pillman reverses an Irish whip. 
He gets Steamboat in a sleeper and then jumps on Steamboat's back. Steamboat goes towards the turnbuckle and drops down to run Pillman into the turnbuckle. Pillman holds on to the sleeper, so Steamboat goes to the opposite corner to do the same thing, and this time it works. Pillman rolls out to the apron and then guillotines Steamboat on the top rope. Pillman goes up top, but gets caught with a throat thrust from Steamboat. Steamboat then slams Pillman off the top rope. Pillman begs off and then rolls to the outside. Steamboat follows Pillman out, chops him, and throws him back in the ring. Pillman with a knee lift and a chop to Steamboat as he tries to come inside. They exchange chops. Steamboat knocks Pillman down and Pillman begging off. He goes to the outside and Steamboat follows him out and throws Pillman back in again. He gets Pillman down with a single leg as Pillman came over to attack Steamboat again. Pillman catches Steamboat with a knee and comes off the second turnbuckle on the Steamboat with a cross body. He gets a two count. Steamboat reverses a move and gets a backbreaker on Pillman. Steamboat with a sunset flip off the top. He can't hold Pillman down for the pin and Pillman goes to reverse with a roll up. But Steamboat hooks Pillman's shoulders down using his legs and pins Pillman. Teddy Long is in Masachono's locker room. He has Kensuke Sasaki, Hiro Matsuda, and the president of the NWA, Mr. Sakaguchi, with him. Matsuda says that Chono has chosen Sasaki to be his referee for the world title match. Tony Giovanni is with Bill Watts to talk about the U.S. title match. Watts says that Harley Race is going to be Rick Rue's chosen referee for the NWA title match. Watts then talks about Steve Williams and Steve Williams, I mean Steve Austin, going after the tag team titles. If you know, folks, you know. Watson says because of a threat from an injunction from Rick Rude, Big Van Vader will be Rude's surrogate in this match with Nikita Koloff. But Watson says Medusa is still barred from ringside and if Vader loses, Koloff will be the new U.S. champion. United States Championship match. No disqualification and Medusa is barred from ringside. Big Van Vader representing Rick Rude versus Nikita Koloff. Vader comes out with Rude and Harley Race. Head of referees Ole Anderson informs referee Nick Patrick and Gary Michael Capetta that Rude and Race are also barred from ringside. They leave the ringside area as Patrick holds the belt up high. The bell rings and Vader bows up at Koloff, trying to intimidate him. Koloff does the same to Vader. This is a heavy power matchup. They exchange some heavy blows. Vader with big body and headshots to Koloff in the corner. Vader with a corner splash and a clothesline to rock Koloff down. The crowd is mixed on Vader, but he does have his share of fans. Vader throws Koloff out, but he lands on his feet. Koloff hits a crossbite at Vader's back for a two count after he turns Vader over, and that's a unique move that I had never seen before. He follows it up with a headlock. Vader comes out and hits more body shots to Koloff. Vader with a corner whip and splash, but Koloff moves out of the way and rolls Vader up for a one count. Koloff with a crossbody for a two count. Vader rolls out to the floor to regroup. Koloff follows Vader out and hits him with a double axe handle to the floor. Vader runs Koloff into the barricade. Vader hits Koloff with a chair, and some fan throws a beer at Vader, and Jesse rightly chastises the fan. Koloff tries to come back in with a sunset flip, but Vader drops straight down on him, and this match has been all Vader so far. He punishes Koloff. Koloff trying to come back. Vader choke slams Koloff and then splashes him to get a two count. Jim and Jesse can't believe it. Vader gets a rear chin lock on Koloff. Koloff doesn't go out, though. Koloff tries to get up and suplex Vader, who slams Koloff back down. Koloff then does hit a suplex and starts to come back. He can't get Vader down. It takes three shoulder blocks to knock Vader down, and Koloff gets a two count. Koloff clotheslines Vader to the outside, and that excites the crowd. Koloff goes out after Vader and goes to hit him with the sickle, but Vader moves and Koloff hits the post instead. His shoulder is hurting, but he does get back in the ring. Vader goes after the injured arm. 
Vader hits the power bomb and pins Koloff. The injury to Koloff is authentic, and this is his last match. Happy trails, Nikita. The crowd cheers, Vader. We get a Starcade 92 ad. Jim and Jesse talk about the tag team championship match. Tay Long talks to Steve Williams and Steve Austin. They say they are ready for the champions. Missy Hyatt talks to Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham. They say there is no problem between them, and they are ready for Austin and Williams. World Tag Team Championship match. Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes versus Steve Williams and Steve Austin. Rhodes and Williams start. Rhodes tries to knock Williams down but can't do it. Williams hits a series of three-point stances and shoulder blocks, but Rhodes catches Williams with a lariat when he tries forward it again. Windham tagged in. They battle for position. Even pace with both men trading moves. Rhodes tagged back in. Williams gets him down with a hammerlock. They trade moves and Williams with a wrist lock. Rhodes jumps over the top rope, causing Williams' hand to come down hard on the top rope as Rhodes lands on the ground. He falls it up back inside with a drop kick to Williams and Williams wisely tags Austin into the ring. They lock up and Rhodes quickly tags Wyndham in. Austin with an advantage early and hits Wyndham with a nice drop kick. And I didn't think that Austin could do a drop kick. They go back and forth with excellent series of moves. Wyndham and Rhodes hit Austin with some elbows and shots as he bounces between them in the middle of the ring. He falls outside after a right hand from Wyndham. Austin gets back in and Wyndham gets a side headlock on and tags Rhodes in. Rhodes with a side headlock take over to Austin. There are two stories being told in this match. One, can Wyndham and Rhodes get along as the two have been having problems with each other? And two, Williams and Austin teaming up as a new team since Terry Gordy is now gone. Jesse talks about he and Adrian Adonis being a good team as the East-West connection. Even though they didn't always get along, it's what they do in the ring that counts. Austin gets Rhodes over for some two counts. Austin gets back to his feet and pushes off. And I noticed that here he isn't wearing knee pads, even though his legs would start to bother him later in his career. They go back and forth. They're having a hard-fought match so far. Rhodes gets a two-count after a lariat. Wyndham tagged in and hits a lariat of his own, and the tag champs are looking good so far. Austin trying to fight back to get to his corner. Williams finally tagged in. He and Wyndham hit each other with some hard shots that wakes the crowd up. More back-and-forth action, and Austin tagged back in. Heels double-team Wyndham to get him down. Austin gets several covers, but can only get two counts from it. Williams tagged back in. Wyndham gets Williams in a sleeper, and Williams gets to a turnbuckle and falls for it to get out of the hole. And it looks like Wyndham went headfirst into the steel post with the move. Williams takes advantage and gets Wyndham down. Austin tagged in, and now they have cut the ring in half and are preventing Wyndham from making the tag. Austin gets Wyndham down, but only gets a two count. This is a good wrestling match, but the crowd isn't into it at all. Wyndham gets away, but is so out of it, he goes to the wrong corner and tags Williams. Austin then tags Williams, and Wyndham is in a lot of trouble. Wyndham kicks out at two and a half after Williams' power slam. Williams gets the sleeper on, and Wyndham fights back to get to his feet and drives his head into Williams' jaw. Austin tagged in and goes Rose in so that Austin can get Wyndham up on the top turnbuckle while the referee is getting Rose out. Wyndham fights Austin off when Austin goes for the superplex. Wyndham gets a two count after a top rope lariat, and the crowd came to life for that one. Rose finally tagged in and cleans house on both heels. The crowd does get up for that and the lariat that Rose hits Austin with. Rose hits the bulldog and covers Austin, but Williams breaks up the pin and now all four men in the ring. Williams hits Rose with a big clothesline while referee Randy Anderson is getting Wyndham out of the ring. Austin can only get a two count. Williams tagged back in, back and forth. Austin tagged in. He gets a two count. Heels back to firmly being in control. 
Austin gets Rhodes up in an over-the-shoulder backbreaker. A series of counters by both men does get some applause from the crowd. Williams tagged in. He and Rhodes exchange right hands in the ring. Williams gets Rhodes down and Austin tagged in. Rhodes goes for the flip-flop and fly and gets caught with a shot for Austin and the crowd pops big for that one. He gets a two-count and tags Williams in. He gets a two-count after a float-over suplex. Rhodes is bleeding. Rhodes fighting back but can't make the tag. Austin tagged back in. Quick tags by the heels, but they still can't get the pin. Five minutes remaining as Williams has Rose in the sleeper. Rose gets out of the sleeper, but Austin tagged in. He gets a half crab on, and the announcers say that the time limit is working against the challengers as there are three minutes remaining. Rose finally tags Wyndham in, but the referee didn't see it and won't allow it. Heels double-team Rose and throw him over the top rope as Randy Anderson was trying to get Wyndham out of the ring. Wyndham picks Austin up, and as he does, Austin's boots hit Anderson, knocking him out of the ring. Nick Patrick comes in to check on Anderson, and then Austin pins Wyndham with two minutes remaining. Anderson waves it off as Rose was the illegal man, and Rose rolls Austin up for a count, and the crowd gets to its feet. They like that, but the two count is anticlimactic. Back and forth, Rose hits a pile driver. 20 seconds left. The match ends in a draw. Tony talks to Harley Race, Vader, and Paul Lee. Paul Lee says he's the one who engineered the whole thing. He gets interrupted by Medusa who thinks Vader and race. Paulie says that he's had it with her. He goes off on her and calls her inferior. He says the only reason that she has a job is because the other hooker has a, had a previous obligation. He then fires Medusa and hits her. She jumps on him and the crowd pops huge for it. Officials come out to restrain both of them. Jim and Jesse talk about what just happened. Sting comes out to spin the wheel. The wheel does look cool. I will give them that. A guy in a WCW shirt comes in and sets the wheel. Tony is over as Sting pulls the lever and it comes up with a coal miner's glove match. Jesse explains the match to the audience. Gary Michael Capetta introduces some NWA officials and introduces Kensuke Sasaki and Harley Race as the two referees for the match. NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Masachono versus Rick Rude with Medusa. Rude out first and it's surprising seeing him come out with Medusa. He does his pre-match spiel and you see a young blue meanie in the crowd. Jim asks what's going on with Rude and the Dangerous Alliance since he is with Medusa. Chono comes out with Hiro Matsuda. They do a coin toss to see which official will be in the ring and outside the ring. Jesse says he doesn't trust Ole Anderson as he checks both referees. Harley Race will be the inside referee and Kensuke Sasaki will be the outside referee. Race holds the belt high and then checks both men. The bell rings. They circle each other and drive to a corner. This should be a good base encounter as neither man is known for top rope moves. Rude with the early advantage. He hits Chono with some hard shots. Chono comes back with a side headlock takeover. The crowd chants, we want flair as Rude has Chono in a side headlock. I would tell them to wait a few months, but of course I didn't know that in 1992 and don't really care now. Chono with a waistlock suplex to get out of the move. Rude up and gyrates to the crowd. Chono with a hammerlock, but Rude reverses it. Chono with a drop toehold to get Rude down and the crowd is wooing now. Anything that entertains themselves, I think. Rude coming back with shots. He gets a two count and then gets Chono in a sleeper. Chono gets out and comes back with a hammerlock. Rude up and Chono kicks him in the kidneys, so Rude bails out. Medusa checks on him and Sasaki comes over and tells Rude to get back in the ring. Rude up on the apron, and Chono hits him with a suplex and goes back to working on the lower back of Rude. He punishes Rude some more and tries to get Rude over for the STF. He gets the Boston Crab on instead, and Jim says he's never seen Rick Rude submit. He gets to the ropes to force the break. Chono pulls Rude away from the ropes and works on the back some more before going for a rear chin lock. Chono continues to focus on the lower back. 
Rude comes back with a modified jawbreaker. They go back and forth in the ring. Rude gets Chono down and goes back to posing for the crowd. Rude working on Chono's neck. Chono in a rear chin lock, but makes his way back to his feet. Chono gets up and goes for the STF, but Rude quickly covers up. Chono clamps down harder on the leg. He keeps going for the head, but Rude keeps his head down. Rude finally gets up and they go back and forth. Rude hits a pile driver. He gets a two count, but Chono gets to the ropes. Rude goes up top, but Chono backs away as Rude jumps. Rude slows it down with a rear chin lock. He transitions to a sleeper. Chono gets back to his feet briefly, but Rude gets him back down as the crowd gets to his feet. There's something happening out in the audience, but they don't show it on camera. That usually means a fight. Jim says that they can't see whatever it is. 20 minutes have elapsed in the match. Chono starts to get out of the sleeper, so Rude hits him with a shot and goes up top. Chono starts to move, but it looks like Rude at least partially hits the drop kick on Chono. Chono with a running kick that Rude ducks, and Chono hits Race, who falls out of the ring. Sasaki goes over to check on Race. Rude goes to run Chono into a turnbuckle, but Chono reverses it and Rude goes flying over the top rope and lands on both referees. Chono tries to suplex Rude back in from the apron, but Rude slips behind Chono and hits the Rude Awakening. He covers Chono, but the referees are still down. Medusa over to try to get them up. Rude goes for the top rope knee drop, but Chono moves. Chono gets the STF on. Sasaki calls for the bell, while Race waves it off. Controversial finish to keep this thing going. Sasaki raises Chono's hand. Race says no. Race says Chono is disqualified for throwing Rude over the top rope. Sasaki shoves Race and Race punches Sasaki. Rude throws Chono out. Sasaki takes out Race and Rude. He then rips off his referee's shirt and the crowd cheers wildly. Rude wins by disqualification, but Chono remains the NWA champion. We get a Starcade 92 ad. Jim and Jesse talk about the last match. They then talk about Katniss Jack training the Barbarian for his match against Ron Simmons. WCW World Heavyweight Championship match. Ron Simmons versus the Barbarian with Cactus Jack. When Simmons comes out, he has Teddy Long and a group of security bring him to the ring. Almost like Goldberg, only five years too early. The crowd seemed ready for this one. The bell rings and they slowly circle each other. They finally lock up and Barbarian pushes off. They get into a shoving contest. Barbarian with a side headlock and he may be the first man to compete for the WWF and WCW World titles on pay-per-view in the same year since he was in the Royal Rumble match for the WWF title. Simmons pushes off and Barbarian comes back with a shoulder block. They do some shoulder blocks to try to knock each other down. Barbarian goes over to Captain Jack for advice. Simmons finally with a series of moves to Barbarian to get him down, and Barbarian rolls outside to regroup with Captain Jack. Back in... Barbarian gets Simmons in the corner and hits him with forearms and right hands and knees to Simmons. Simmons reverses and hits some double axe handles to knock Barbarian down. He rolls out to regroup again. Barbarian hits a guillotine on Simmons on the top rope. Barbarian takes over with a series of power moves. Cactus Jack climbs up on the apron to distract referee Nick Patrick, which allows Barbarian to go to the outside and run Simmons into the corner post. Barbarian then sets Simmons up against the post and then clotheslines Simmons. Barbarian breaks the count to punish Simmons some more. They both finally get back in the ring. Barbarian continues to punish Simmons, who comes back with a sunset flip, but doesn't get the pin. Barbarian gets a version of the Cobra Clutch on Simmons. Simmons fighting to get out of the move. He gets back to his feet, but Barbarian gets him back down to his knees. Simmons back to his feet. He drives Barbarian back into the turnbuckle, but Barbarian doesn't let go of the hold. Simmons backs Barbarian into another corner and Barbarian finally releases the hold. 
Barbarian continues the assault on Simmons. Barbarian goes up top and goes for an elbow drop, but Simmons moves out of the way. Simmons hits the sidewalk slam for a two count. Cactus Jack gets back up on the apron to distract Patrick as Simmons hits a scoop slam. Simmons hits a shoulder block on Barbarian and then knocks Cactus Jack off the apron. A kick to the back of Simmons' head by Barbarian knocks Simmons out of the ring. Cactus Jack puts Simmons back in the ring. Barbarian goes up top and hits the headbutt to Simmons. He only gets a two count. Barbarian hits a clothesline for another two count. Barbarian goes for the big boot, but Simmons catches him with a power slam to get the pin. Tony and Bruno talk about the last match and talk about the youth movement in WCW. They then talk to Eric Watts and the crowd boos Watts. He talks about all the competition in WCW and he has his dad's trait of having the knot in his tie too small. They are joined on the podium by Ron Simmons after his match. The Eric Watts push is in full effect. Simmons says it's another step in the way to becoming a great champion and Eric Watts is on the way to becoming a champion. Jim and Jesse talk about the coal miners glove match. Main event coal miners glove match. Sting versus Jake Roberts. Roberts has threatened to bring his snake and have it bite Sting. So they say there are medical personnel standing by with anti-venom. Roberts comes to the ring without the snake bag though. Sting gets a great reaction when he comes out. Roberts starts yelling at Sting as soon as Sting gets in the ring. Roberts then immediately goes for the glove, but Sting slams Roberts down instead. They take turns going for the glove and getting stopped by the other. Back and forth for a few minutes. Roberts finally gets a side headlock. Sting goes for a drop kick after pushing off, but Roberts holds on to the ropes. Roberts works on the lower back of the fallen Sting with knees. Roberts then throws Sting over the top rope in this non-sanctioned match. Roberts comes out after Sting and Sting runs him into a ring post. Sting grabs Roberts' arm through the ropes and pulls him into the post a few more times and then Sting goes for the glove. He almost has it when he is pulled off the pole by Roberts. Roberts hits the belly to back suplex, but his arm is still hurting from being pulled into the post. Sting goes back to working on the arm with a hammerlock. Roberts gets out and goes for the glove, but Sting pulls him straight down and he lands on the post. Roberts falls to the mat. Roberts holds on to Sting's leg and Sting starts kicking Roberts. Sting goes back to working on the arm with an arm bar. Roberts makes his way back to his feet and then drops down by the ropes to break the hold and force Sting out of the ring. Roberts follows him out. Roberts grabs Gary Capetta's chair and hits Sting in the back with it twice before throwing Sting back in the ring. Roberts then takes the tape from his wrist and chokes Sting with it. Roberts goes for a knee lift, but Sting moves and Roberts falls to the mat and both men are down. Sting gets Roberts into the corner and goes for the Stinger Splash, but Roberts moves out of the way. Roberts hits the short clothesline and signals for the DDT. The crowd cheers and some chant DDT. He hits the DDT and Roberts also looks hurt. Roberts goes for the glove. Sting out on the apron and pulls Roberts down, but Roberts catches Sting with an elbow. Sting runs down the apron and swings around the pole to hit Roberts and knock him down. That was a cool move. Cactus Jack shown coming down the aisle with a bag. He throws the bag and a snake handler's glove to Roberts as Sting climbs the pole and gets the coal miner's glove as Roberts pulls the cobra from the bag. We enter hokey territory here as they want it to look like as Sting hits Roberts with the glove, the snake turns and bites Roberts in the face as Sting pins Roberts, but it looks so phony, even for wrestling. Roberts gets up, but still has the snake on his face as they say it is still biting him. Cactus Jack pulls Roberts out and the snake is now biting him on the cheek for real and Roberts is bleeding. I admire his determination. This is pretty much it for Roberts in WCW as Cactus Jack and Roberts scramble to the back. They say someone needs to get medical care for Roberts. Tony Schiavone and Bruno San Martino 
talk about the main event and wonder if this is just the beginning of the war between Roberts and Sting? Short answer, no. Moving on. Jim and Jesse talk about the main event and then talk about Starcade. They sign off from Philadelphia. We then get our end credits. Final thoughts. This was a show that had a lot of potential but couldn't pay it off. So long to Jake Roberts as WCW is adrift at this point. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 